Welcome back to Singles Exchange, a podcast that focuses on conversations, connections, and community. As always, I am your host, Joy J, and I am so excited because this is the first installment in our very first podcast series. Oh my gosh! I am beat to share with you. Let me just get through those preliminaries real quick. If you're a frequent listener, then you already know the drill. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Singles Exchange on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and whatever your podcast streaming platform is. Also, I'm rocking that Singles Exchange gear because shirts are in and they are going fast. Like when I say they're going fast, they're going real fast. So... Be sure to um, scroll through Singles Exchange on the Facebook page and find that link so that you can get your shirt because we want you to be able to order your shirt so you can rock your gear too. And this is just the first round of gear. We're going to have more, but once they're gone, they're gone. So be sure to get your shirt today. Um, We're going to hop right in. I am so excited. I've been talking about doing a series for a while and I was getting bits and pieces here and there and I literally at one point I had everything planned except the title and so um, I sat down with the exchanger staff and they helped me to come up with this like theme of back to school so you know school's back in session and we gonna hit the ground running with our discourse on dating we'll be talking about quite a few topics just to give you some different perspectives of dating typically when you meet somebody you only know that moment you know I met so-and-so at a coffee shop and um I know that he works with children and he loves animals like you you know that moment but um the point of this podcast series is to encourage you to view dating from other aspects to kind of see the different walks of life that people come from and how they get to where they are so we have some good stuff in store um and guess what if you are a frequent listener then you know that typically it's just me on these podcasts but for the series this will be the only podcast episode that is just me that's right for the rest of the series which is now through december you will get to listen to some guests lots of guests and you'll get to hear them share their experiences their very authentic experiences um, with different scenarios and i am so excited to share that with you um i'm not gonna shout them out yet but you'll see as they come in so i am geeked um also there is an episode every week so you'll get an episode aired every tuesday from now through through the start of december so be sure to tune in because when i tell y'all it's good stuff it's good stuff share it with your friends and i'm not gonna hold y'all any longer we're gonna hop right on into our topic today and it's a doozy i know but we're gonna get through it together so Today, we're talking about dating while damaged. And one of the reasons, and this is my transparent moment, one of the reasons that um, I am doing this particular episode by myself is because when I was writing out the topics and the subjects for the series, 
I could look at, like, we're going to talk about long-distance relationships. So when I started writing out that topic, I know a couple who had a very successful long-distance relationship. And so I was like, okay, I know who I want to feature for that one. And we're going to talk about dating after divorce. And I know some people who went through some really heavy divorces, and now they're healthy and they're able to share their experiences. So I knew who I wanted for that. But I think it's kind of rude. To just go up to somebody like, hey, I'm doing this podcast on dating while damaged. Would you like to be a part? Like, I don't want people to think that I'm calling them rude. I mean, I don't want to be rude and think have people think I'm calling them damaged. Because that's not the case. I'm not calling anybody damaged. But what I'm saying is I think that we all have things that we are not yet healed from. And um, the sooner that you're able to recognize that you are damaged in some areas, the sooner you can begin to work on those things and get those things fixed. So, like I said, we're going to hop right in. Um, I hope that somebody gets something from this because I know I did just writing it out. So, um, like I was saying, being damaged, quote unquote, or not yet being healed, it can be a sensitive topic. Um typically nobody wants to just flat out say oh I'm damaged or you know I am not healed from that situation oftentimes we don't even realize it but um the good thing is that if you are damaged or if you are still struggling in some with some past relationships you're struggling with some past wounds and some past hurt you can be healed from that you can move forward from that so if I'm talking to you, you know, let me know. Hop on Facebook, hop on Instagram, hop on YouTube, some, somewhere, and let me know that this one is for you. So, for me, um, how did I know that I was damaged? Because I definitely went through a season of my life where I was damaged. I was still hurting, and I was not healed from past relationships, and it affected me a lot, and not just in my dating life, but... Um, It just affected a lot of things about me. So here are some ways that I knew I was damaged. And I got quite a few. So, you know, if you can relate, just let me know. Um, The first one, I knew that I was damaged and I was not yet healed because the door was still open to that person. That person still had a lot of access to me. And I think that sometimes we confuse... um, forgiveness with letting people back in I can forgive you without you still having a place in my life I can forgive you without allowing you that same access that you had to me before um for me that door was still open and I felt like if I had control over when you came and went or if I said I don't want to talk to you today or whatever I felt like I had control but that's not really the case the reality is that when you are really healed from some situations and when you are really over somebody that door is closed like I don't have an issue with you but we're not going back there and for me that door was still open every so often that person would pop up and would say like you know hey let's go to dinner or you know how you been doing and something that simple would spark all of these feelings and all of these emotions and not necessarily emotions of I miss you but it would spark all of these feelings whatever I felt the last time 
he and I had interacted and communicated, that stuff would come flooding back in. And I would open that door because I'm in my feelings, you know. And I would give way to all of these extra things. And it it just was not a good situation. So that was the first way that I knew that I was damaged. The second way that I knew that I was damaged is, like I said, those feelings would come rushing in. And if I was angry, that thing would resurface like it was fresh, like it had just happened. Like, I'm still mad at you. I still want to fight you. Uh, Like, and that's how I felt. So when I got to a place where I was texting, I'll never forget, I was texting one of my best friends about something so minute in retrospect. But in that moment, I was livid. Like, it was a comment on Facebook or something. And I was texting her and I was going off. And he got the audacity, blah, 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 blah. Y'all know that's our favorite word. If, if dudes ain't got nothing else, they got the audacity. We be tripping sometimes. That's another story for another time. But I'm going off and she like, ooh, that struck a nerve. You still got some feelings for him? And I'm like, no. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, and that's the real reality. Like, sometimes you have to get that thing has to happen. It has to resurface for you to see that I'm still dealing with this. And that's okay. Um, another way that I knew that I was still damaged or still healing, um, I resented the other people that were involved. So, people who were friends of his or mutual friends of ours who knew what was going on and I felt like they didn't defend me or they didn't tell me or they didn't stick up for me. I still resented them. I still did not want any dealings with them. And again, forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to let people back into your life, but I still resented them and resentment um, is tricky. When, when you're still holding that stuff in, you haven't taken them off the hook. You haven't let them go. You haven't forgiven them. Um, and the Bible talks about, I'm not going to get too deep here, but the Bible talks about guarding your heart. Um, and when we say regarding our heart, we're guarded, so to speak, um, we use resentment as that tool or we use unforgiveness as that tool. We guard our hearts by putting resentment in front of it or by putting anger in front of it or by putting bitterness in front of our hearts when really the Bible doesn't talk about guarding our hearts from other people. It talks about guarding our hearts from resentment, from unforgiveness, from disappointment. Those are the things that we should be protecting our heart from. And we actually use those things to protect our heart from other people. And that is not what the intention is. Um, You don't want to be guarded. And that was another way that I knew that I was damaged. I was very guarded. I was not willing to let anybody pass a certain point because I didn't want to be hurt again because I didn't want to um, risk getting my feelings hurt again or getting my heart broken again. I didn't want to risk, um, all of those things that you risk when you are dating somebody. So yeah, I was very guarded. Um, and that affected intimacy. So I was guarded quote unquote, but I was also trying to date because you know how everybody tells you, you need to get back out there. You need to put yourself back out there. You need to start dating again. You need to do this and you need to do that. So, I was trying to go into new relationships and I was trying to date other people, but 
I would only let the man so far. And that affects intimacy. You can't be intimate with somebody and keep them at arm's length. Like, that's not how intimacy works. So, I was saying that I was ready to date and I was ready to move forward. But I would only let them in so far. I would only let you spend so much time with me and, and I would only take so much of what you said as the truth like when you would when a guy would tell me you know I think you're beautiful I'd be like are oh, you just saying that like I was so guarded and I didn't even realize it I was still angry and I was still resentful and I, all of these things and I was just like you know this is just who I am now and <laughs> you gotta deal with it type of thing and that's not okay Um, The last way that I knew that I was damaged, I started to develop patterns. And what I mean by that is I started to attract the same type of guy. So I went through this span of like three or four years of my life where I kept attracting the same guy. And I don't literally mean the same person, but I mean... This guy who wanted no real commitment. This guy who only wanted friends with benefits. This guy who wanted access to me with the fun benefits, but not with the responsibility of me. Like, I had, I literally kept attracting this same guy. And honestly, at first, I was going for it. In my mind, I was like, well, you know what? Um, I've come to a place where I know that I'm still hurting and I don't want a real relationship. You know, you, we can kick it, we can hang out, we can talk, but I don't want to take it too far because I don't want to be hurt again. So I'm going to keep you at arms bay. Not even realizing that I was really hurting myself. I was hindering myself because I deserve more, (laughs) like flat out. I deserve more than that, but I was in such a bad headspace that I didn't want to take the risk. I was so hurt and I was so angry and I was so bitter that um, I I had all of these things piled up and it was terrible. It was a terrible time for me. So I am grateful that I am healed from that now. But it took time um, because I had built up these patterns. So the big question, whenever you talk about dating while damaged, People assume that if you are dating and you're damaged, that it automatically won't work. And that's just not true. Like, I can't flat out say, you know, if you are damaged or the other person is damaged, it's not going to work. Because that's not true at all. But I will say that if you are damaged or you are not yet healed in a certain area, or if they are not yet healed in a certain area... It's going to make things a lot more complicated. Um, You are definitely going to have to commit to working harder to make it work. Um, It takes a lot more to date a a person who is damaged. Now listen, when two damaged people get together, and especially if they don't realize that they're damaged, honey, that's dangerous. Um, that's dangerous, it's toxic, it's destructive, and you will see that manifest in in those relationships. You can literally see 
when two damaged people who don't understand that they're not healed get together and you see the toxicity that comes with it. Um, A few episodes ago, I talked about um, those reality TV couples. And I honestly think that a lot of them struggle with being damaged or not yet being healed because they get together and... All of their old stuff is what keeps coming up, but it's coming up towards each other instead of them having dealt with it. And, you know, then they be fighting on TV and security got to jump in and pull them apart. You know, all this negative stuff. So, yeah, I feel like if you are dating and you're damaged or if you're dating someone else who is damaged, um, it can still work. But you definitely have to have a higher level of commitment there's a lot that goes into it there's a lot more patience required there's a lot more communication required um and there's a lot more work involved because you are trying to get them to heal and be reacclimated to dating somebody so it's it's complicated but it is possible you just have to be willing to do the work and it takes a lot of honesty and a lot of transparency on both ends to make those things work okay so the last thing that I wanted to say about that because I'm looking at my notes y'all know I always got to take some notes to make sure that I'm giving y'all some good info um and I wrote down new wine and old wine skins which this is one more scripture I'm going to use um and mark chapter 2 verse 22 it talks about how you cannot put new wine in old wine skins and I think it's the same way with relationships like you cannot carry bad habits into new relationships you have to get that hurt out of you got to deal with that anger it's gonna make it a lot more complicated um and if you're not careful that scripture says that if you start to put new wine and old wine skins eventually that that thing will burst so it'll be like trying to pour into a wine bottle and the whole thing shatters um if you're not very careful that's what will happen that whole thing will blow up in your face and so you have to be careful. You have to put in that extra work and make sure that it's going to go well, like I was saying earlier. Um, but you you, you definitely have to be healed. Like, you want to be healed. You want to be whole. When you're getting into a new relationship, you want to be whole and healed. You want to be healthy. You don't want to bring your bag, baggage into that new relationship. Don't be like Erica Badu. Don't be the bag lady bringing all your stuff in there, you know? So, yeah. So now we're going to get to um, how do you heal? And I think that's an important part. How do you heal? The first thing that you have to do if you want to heal, if you don't want to be damaged anymore, you need to recognize your triggers. Um, I know my triggers were silence or lack of communication. If we didn't speak for more than 24 hours... I was like, this is it. We done. Like, I would automatically assume the worst of the worst because it was a trigger for me. Um, And so you have to be able to recognize your triggers. You have to be able to say, I know that um, lack of communication is a trigger for me. It makes me feel like X, Y, Z. Like, you have to be able to know that for real Um, another way is having the ability to 
communicate your feelings. Now, this is how do you heal. So we're talking about healing and you need to be able to communicate what you're feeling. So you got to be able to communicate those triggers. Like I said, you got to be able to say, I'm triggered when X happens and when I'm triggered, Y and Z occurs. Like you literally have to go deep into yourself and pull out those truths. Um, Whenever I was triggered, I would immediately start to question myself. And this is something that I recently discovered as to why. Like, I knew that I did it, but I didn't know the root. So, for me, a trigger, like I said, was, you know, silence. If you don't say nothing, then I'm going to assume that you don't want me because you ain't talking to me. And um, when that would happen, when I, you know, let's say... 24 hours or so would go by and I I haven't really heard from you or I feel like it was like very minimal communication. My first thought process was, well, what did I do wrong? Like, am I not good enough? What did I say that I could have said differently? What did I wear that I shouldn't have worn? You know, maybe I didn't do my makeup right one day. Like I would go into these huge triggers and it wasn't until very recently that I discovered why actually when I was writing out this particular podcast I kind of stopped and I was like well why is that like what happened in your life that brought you to this place where you questioned yourself so much and um I wanted to take it like all the way back to childhood, but it really wasn't there. I I don't think I had a whole lot of issues with self-esteem in my childhood. Um, It was like my early young adulthood, like 18 to 22-ish. And um, when I was thinking about it, I was reminded of this situation that happened to me in college. Now, if you went to college with me, you probably know about this. And I will not say any names because I am not angry with that person anymore. But this is what happened to me. So, um, back in 2008-2009-ish, whenever Honesty Box was a thing, um, a guy that I went to school with who... We, we weren't, like, dating or anything. We were... Um, friends in passing so to speak um but we never dated or anything but anyway uh somebody asked him in his honesty box who do you think is the ugliest girl on campus and his answer was me and I was like what like what did I do to even like I'm not bothering you I haven't done anything to you and you have publicly embarrassed me and told me that I was the ugliest person on a college campus like I was livid um of course I told my best friends my at the time boyfriend um and my family and it, it turned into a bigger ordeal than what it really should have but um I realized that that is one of my triggers now. Um, and I, I realized that I used to say, you know, am I pretty enough? You know, those are things that I used to question. Um, and so, of course, now here in 2020, I am healed from it and I've moved on and I've forgiven him. But being able to recognize that that's a trigger and being able to verbalize it, um, 
People may feel like your triggers are small or that's not important or whatever. But if it's a trigger for you, honey, it's a trigger, period. Like, nobody gets to say what bothers you and what doesn't. So, don't be afraid to voice your triggers and to tell how you feel. Um, So, I just went on a little rant. So, we're going to get back to how do you heal. (laughs) Um, And we were talking about having the ability to communicate your triggers and how they make you feel and what happens when you're triggered. Um, And know yourself. You know, y'all know my favorite quote of all time is, to thine own self be true. Know you. Be honest about what you're feeling. Be honest. If you feel like you're still struggling in some areas, it's okay. Talk about it. Be healed. Be healthy. Um... And don't be damaged. Like, that's how you get out of being damaged. You be honest with yourself and you tell the truth about, this is what I struggle with. Um, These are things that bother me. This is a place that I am still not healed. Or this is a place where I feel like I still haven't forgiven that person. Be real with you. Um, And be real with your potential partner. Because they need to know as well. They need to know um, what's really going on. They need to be able to make a real decision. And by a real decision, I mean an educated decision. Um, Whether or not they choose to date you, you don't want it to be because they had some misinformation or they were misguided. Um, And you don't want to be guarded. So you know you're ready to date when... You're past that when you feel like those past relationships, I can talk about them without being angry or I can go into relationships without treating someone as if I expect them to hurt me. And the analogy or the example that I want to use here is my favorite show, Married at First Sight, which you guys have heard me talk about before, but Miss Karen on this season has given all of us the blues so Karen um and and this is just my opinion so y'all don't try to you know call people on me or report me this is just my opinion um at the beginning of the show she uh, was telling the producers about herself and she told them that in her last relationship which lasted five years she found out that in those five years, the guy she was dating had a baby. She had no clue he had a baby on her and all this other stuff. So, now currently in the show, she is very guarded with her husband because she did get matched. Because it is married at first sight. So, she did get married at first sight. Um, but she is extremely guarded with her husband. And I believe it's because she has not healed from that. I think she is still waiting for the other shoe to drop like she she often talks about um you know I just want to make sure that this is genuinely who you are and I just want to make sure that this is really you and it's like since you're not healed yet because he ain't done nothing to you like if you you still treating him based off of this last guy you dated and he's not him you know so if you watch married at first sight hop on facebook and and we can discuss on thursday because the show airs on wednesday so thursday we can discuss karen some more but um i think she's a good example of somebody who was not ready to date 
Um, Because when you're ready, you feel differently. So, yeah. When you're ready, you can recognize and verbalize your triggers in a healthy way. And when you're ready to date, the resentment is gone. So you don't feel angry with that person. Um, You know, this is a situation that happened to me. Yes, we dated. And yes, you hurt me. But I'm not angry with you anymore. Now, that don't mean I'm going to take you back. But it is what it is. It's done. I forgive you. And I'm able to move forward. So... Those are just some of my bare bones thoughts. Um, I hope y'all hung in there with me. Like I said, this podcast episode is the last one where I will be by myself for the year. The rest of the podcast for this year will be featured guests. And just to give you guys a little sneak peek, I believe next week is Dating and Divinity, where we will feature two um, Christian young adults who are ministers, and they'll just talk about their journey with um, being a single minister and and still wanting to date, still choosing to have a life. So I am super excited about this course on dating, and I hope that you're excited as well. So um, if you feel like you know somebody that would benefit from this, share it with them because you never know who it might help. I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. And let's exchange.